Hello, and welcome to episode number 193 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and with me today is Leah from Leah's Bookish Obsessions. I met Leah at RT in Las Vegas when she came to the RT Book Blogger Conference, and she told me the most amazing stories. So here is what you're going to hear in this episode. The worst librarian story ever. The best husband story ever. The second best husband story ever. The third best husband story ever. And the most adorable book blogging story ever. Really, you will not want to miss any of these. Leah also talks about library rush, book squee, the emotional connection that readers have with the books that they love, and of course, what books she's reading that she wants everyone to know about. Plus, as a special treat, she sent me pictures of her husband who reads some of the books that she recommends, and they're very funny, so you don't want to miss them. They're going to be at sb-tv.com podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Love Swept, publishers of Sugar Daddy by best-selling author Sawyer Bennett. Vengeance is sweet, but seduction is to die for. Sela Halstead has spent years trying to forget a terrible night, even while wondering about the identities of the monsters who hurt her, until a telltale tattoo flashes across her TV screen. The incriminating ink belongs to Jonathan Townsend, the millionaire founder of The Sugar Bowl, a website that matches rich older men with impressionable young women. Obsessed with revenge, Sela infiltrates Townsend's world only to come face to face with a tantalizing complication. Beckett North, his charismatic business partner. Beckett is the tech mastermind behind the Sugar Bowl and always gets what he wants in business and in bed. He opens up to her in ways he's never done before. So why does he get the feeling that she's hiding something? In a world with pleasure and power, the shocking truth could turn them against each other or bind them forever. You can find Sugar Daddy by Sawyer Bennett anywhere ebooks are sold. The podcast transcript for this episode is being brought to you by Everything Under the Heavens, book one of Silk and Song by Dana Stabenow. Joanna flees her homicidal stepmother in Kambalak, the storied city of Kublai Khan, and sets out on the Silk Road with companions Joffrey and Shasha in search of her fabled grandfather, Marco Polo. This book is now free on Amazon, Kobo, and iTunes, and 99 cents on Barnes & Noble, and you can check the podcast entry for links to the books that we talk about and the books that are sponsoring this episode and the transcript. Speaking of the transcript, if you are a regular listener or reader of the transcripts and you'd like to support the show, please have a look at our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Listeners who wish to contribute can make monthly pledges starting with a dollar, and you'll be helping me reach goals like commissioning transcripts for all the episodes that don't have one yet. You can see the rewards and the options at patreon.com slash smartbitches. And to everyone who has already sponsored the show, thank you so much. I have rewards coming in the outro, which, by the way, if my husband is listening, outro is totally a legitimate word. So if you would like to hear some of the rewards that are options for sponsoring the show, don't miss the silliness after the interview. I'm having a really good time putting these together. Our music, as always, is courtesy of Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. I will have information at the end of the episode as to who this is. And now, without any further delay, on with the podcast. Tell us how you got to be a book blogger, because you told me it was due to a terrible librarian. Yes, that is still true. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I still, you have already told me this story and I still can't believe it. Okay. So my name is Leah. I am 26 years old and I am the creator and blogger of Leah's 
Bookish Obsessions. It is my little baby. It's only been started since last year, December 26th. And it was a gift slash curse slash now becoming a hilarious story. So I live in North Dakota and my, what is it? My librarian is very small. It's a very small library. It's a base library. It's probably the panel that we went to, like the panel room was probably the size of our library. And that is very small. Yes, it is. You could probably do one twirl and hit every bookcase at the same time. So it's very small. And because it's a military library, most of them are like military books, but they do have some YA, some romance, just very small amount. So when I would go to the library and let's say there was a YA book or romance book that was popular and it somehow stumbled onto our shelves. I'll be like, yes, please. Okay, I want to go pick it up. And I'll go pick it up, you know, and they'll say, hi, how are you? They'll check it out and they'll give you a plastic bag. You know, thank you for being at the library. But by the time I get to the car and, you know, just that instinct to just check to make sure you have your keys, your phone, your wallet, I'll look in the bag and whatever book I checked out has been swapped for what the librarian thought I should be reading. So well, you would check out a book and she would not give you that book and put no. something else in your bag. Yes. So it kind of got really confusing because I'm thinking, well, maybe I picked up too many. Maybe my bag got swiped with someone else's. But then I started noticing happening <laughs> hell of a lot more often. And eventually I confronted. I was like, hey, I tried to pick up Christopher Moore and now I have Judy Bacall. Is there... Like, did you, did you give me the wrong bag? And she'd be like, no, I really don't think you need to be reading that. I don't think you should be reading YA. It's not for you. You're too old. You need to be reading something of your own age bracket. And I'm like, oh, my God. Do you hear that? That is the sound of librarians' heads exploding all over the world. Like, <laughs> I, seriously, that's horrible. It, I think, and I was like, are you, are you kidding? And I think I realized the more tension. I think when a Rick Riordan book came out and I desperately wanted it because I needed it. And I was the first one to like sign up for the list to get it. And the librarians were like, you know, there are children who really do need this book, who want to read it. And I think you could probably just go and buy it. You don't actually need to request it from the library. And I was like, OMG, this is, this is crazy. I'm so done. So eventually I told my husband and you know, he's deployed a lot. So he, he would just hear business stories as time went by. And I would just tell him these books that I really wanted. They're popular on Amazon. They're popular in Goodreads. I just want it. And I wouldn't, <laughs> and I can't read them. So eventually, beknownst to me, he was taking lists. Oh, yeah. He was taking lists of all these books. And, you know, I always keep like our Amazon, like our things, like our websites, like, uh, like wish list open. So every book that I checked out, I, couldn't get I just added to like this pathetic ever growing not even TBR list but oh my god maybe one day I'll get it list right <laughs> and then my husband actually um he uh I think what happened is he decided that he needed this spare bedroom and I was like okay there you know it was a it's a two bedroom plus den you know two bathroom house and we just didn't we really didn't know which room was the den so we just <laughs> Left it blank. Cause we is, this the, is this your on-base housing? Yeah, on-base. We just didn't know. To this day, we moved out. Nobody could tell us which room was the den. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, that this house has a mystery den. Yes. So we made one room the baby's room. But, you know, in quick recession, in case someone's like, oh, no, this is actually the den. No one's supposed to live here. So, you know. So he picked a room and 
you know, he's like, I need this room. And I'm like, okay, private time, awkward, hashtag don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then what ends up happening is when he opens it, you know, I respect privacy. So after a while, I notice packages coming in and out. He telling me not to touch. And I'm like, all right, weird. And then eventually by October, which is our the month that we met in school, our school registration, he met me in line. So we always do special things for like the month that we, he remembers the moment he first saw me. I don't. Uh, <laughs> he gifted me the library full of all the books I've ever wanted to read from the year of being in the library. And he's like, look, I got you your own library. Oh, and my gosh. I just felt like Belle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when like Belle sees the library, then she's like, you know what? I'm okay with bestiality. <laughs> I can love these. I felt like, oh, my God. You hit three bookshelves, five feet tall, like books, shelf to shelf books. Oh, all mine. I like laid on the floor crying. He's like, oh. what's wrong? I'm like, you gave me my own library. Sucking librarian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so elated. And that's eventually how I ended up becoming a book blogger because I would read these books and I want someone to talk to. And it would just be like me, the husband, and you know, the baby who's not talking. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this scene and this character. He's like, baby, uh -huh. I can't, I haven't read that far yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, and I would read so much so fast that he's like, you know, maybe you should write reviews. And I was like, he's like, maybe you should just write them down. And when I get to that part, you know, you write your thoughts down when I come back from tour, you know, I can read what you have to say and I can respond to you. Hmm. And I was like, nobody does that. <laughs> okay. That's just adorable. Like, does he move around a lot and then you stay on base and then he comes home? Yes, he is a, he goes to the missile field since we're in Minot, North Dakota. He's an active duty um, member. He goes to missile fields, which they just scatter them all over in like, Montana to uh, North Dakota. They go to the missile field. He's a chef, which means he cooks, but he also does like weekly deployments. So he's gone let's say four days out of a week. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll be home for five days with two days having to go back on base or to go into the office of a mob building, which means, and then he'll have like a volunteer day. They like mandatory volunteer you. Um, so he might only have two physical days home. And then there's days where he does back to backs where he four days gone, two days home, four days gone, two days home. And he'll do that in a month. Whoa. So yeah. So by the time you, you know, so by the time you see him in the house, it's like a ghost. Like, oh, I didn't know you were home today. <laughs> wow. Yep. So have you ever reported this librarian or told anyone how horrible she is? Because oh this my is God. I have. And they will she still works there. And she has her master's in librarian misery. And <laughs> oh my goodness. They will not teach her. Like, oh my gosh, so many people have quit work in that library because of her attitude. And like, I stopped, I used to, oh my gosh, they had an event one time, uh, like every summer they have this reading, like who reads the most by hours. And I won two years in a row. And she would not give me, like I had to like fight for my little $50 gift card. Cause she's like, I don't really think you read that much. And I'm like, I am a lonely woman. I can read a lot. <laughs> oh no. 
So she's still there. She's gonna, she's been there since 1989. I don't think she's. I think she's embedded in the damn floor. <laughs> she's not. <gonna> be. <laughs> That's horrible. It's why I moved downtown because the other librarians downtown at the physical Minot Library do not mind if I just get a YA book. They're like, oh, good, check it out. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, my liege. Oh my gosh, I'm horrified for you. That's just. That's terrible. Yeah. And then what makes it worse is she's like, oh, you have any suggestions for the library? And I'm like, yeah, I got many. (laughs) Every book you've never let me check out. How about that? (gasps) I cannot believe that she would just not give you the book you checked out and then tell you that you shouldn't be borrowing the books you want to read. Oh, that was not even the case. There'd be times when she would call. I think there was a time I picked out. I think it was All Souls Trilogy by Deborah Harkness. And she called my husband and his <gasps> dog to say that I was reading an adult romance book. <laughs> How old does she think you are? Well, you're either too old or, or too young? No, she, I am, I, they've seen my ID. They know my age, but she just would call, she just, you know how some people just get in your cheesecake? <laughs> like they get in your cheesecake, like they get in your zone. You're like, no, <laughs> this is my Golden Girls moment. <gasps> yes. She would do that. She would just get on the phone and she'll call my husband and she's like, oh, your wife requested, you know, Virginia Woolf. I really don't think that's that's a different. It was to the point where she knew where I went through a reading spell. Like I would go through paranormal romance to, let's say, YA to suspense. And she would call my husband and be like, is there something wrong? (laughs) (gasps) Okay, that's so not cool. Yeah, so I moved off base, got my own library. <laughs> Life is good. Life is awesome. No one ever denies my checking out my own books. <laughs> I, I cannot, I still cannot believe that somebody just sits there and does that. So tell me how your blog came to be. Okay. Funny story. After the library. No, I, I don't believe you tell funny stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm just a dry storyteller. You're very, very dry. Yes, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So after having a year, now this is a solid two years now, I've been fighting with Liberian and I'm just like, I'm done, honey, I'm done. He's like, no, you're not. I was reading, what was it? I was reading the Lux series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Mm -hmm. And there was a character named Kat or her name was Catherine, they call her Katie, I think, and she had a book blog, and I had paused the book, like, literally, I just, dog, leaf, just left it, and I walked away, and I think my husband, he had to, because he undog leafed it, and he saw the book, and he was like, oh, there's book bloggers, and I was like, yeah, this character, she book blogs, I have no idea what that is, I think it's kind of Goodreads, kind of not, kind of professional, right. and he's like, oh, he's like, do you like her character, and I was like, well, yeah, it's a character. I love it. She has like the epic romance and adventure where, you know, I just have the baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And he just left it like that. And I've never heard it brought up again. And I was like, so strange. It's <laughs> an so, so odd question to ask. So it's Christmas and it's too cold to do anything for Christmas. It's negative. You know, North Dakota, it's nothing. So I'm like, baby, please don't give me nothing for Christmas. It's too cold. I, I got one tree one time for Christmas. And I think it was up till July. I was still trying to get rid of the little pine leaves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're doing nothing for Christmas. Baby's too young. We're just going to, you know, slump it. So 
here it is, December 26th. My husband goes out to the BX and he comes back with a box. And find out it's a Macintosh where I'm like, oh, baby, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> where did you get this money? Who died? Um, and he's like, just give me till this evening. And I'm like, okay. Because I'm thinking he's going to return that by this evening for sure. Um, and by this evening, he opens up the Mac. He sets it up. And there's a website domain, all the information and receipts. I'm getting emails, you know, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I've been hacked. And I rush to him. I'm like, babe, I've been hacked. Someone <laughs> stole my bad credit card and used it. Oh, no. <laughs> what is happening? And he created a book. He created a website with Leah's bookish obsession based off of Katie's. I think it was Katie's crazy i forget what the website was but it was like katie's crazy obsession he made Aaliyah's book his obsession and he's like you know i know you had a hard time with the librarian you noted you, you don't say <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i know you have tons of books to read and we used to pass this little notebook uh between like i would fill the notebook and put it in his military bag so when he had time he would read it He's like, I don't have time sometimes at work to to read it because sometimes leadership comes. He have pop-up inspections. Sometimes the site will get overcrowded. He's like, sometimes I just don't have time to read it. He said, but I created this website, Leah's Book is Obsession from Katie's Crazy Obsession from the Lux series. He's like, I know you like, you know, the idea of having a book block, so I made one for you. So that way you can read as many books as you want, post whatever you want to say about them, and I can easily just go on the website and site, and I can update, I can keep updated with you, and I can keep connected with you. And I was like, oh, really? And he got me a Mac, he got me, the, he transferred, you know, the web domain, he everything i mean even the website design you know he's like i'll even help you if you want to go big and get a logo or he's like whatever it takes he's like i know you love books i know you love reading i know you had a hard time with the librarian he's like this way you can read whatever you want say whatever you want and i'll be right there to support you i was like oh me more <laughs> <laughs> so and that is how leah's Bookish obsession came to be. It was a gift from my husband through the ill wills of a librarian. So a horrible librarian caused your husband to build you a library and then build you a book blog. And then send me to RT. So he, he booked your RT tickets. And yes. Did, tell, please tell me about this. So I so here it is. I'm a new book blogger. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm talking to people. Uh, on Goodreads asking for advice but you know sometimes advice written isn't received as you know actually physically you know talking to someone and asking totally so he's like you know he's like I really and now my husband is such a you can do it like you can do it. that's his whole attitude like I know you can do it I'm like no we can't it's not possible he's like no I believe that's him in every book everywhere optimism to the 10th power oh so he's like I believe he's like I believe your book block can be more than just me, your mom, and a couple of my friends. Because it got to the point that not only I had issues with the librarian, but other coworkers had issues. So they would come to the book blog to look to see what I'm reading, or you know. So it was just kind of like a local, like okay, ten people kind of thing. And he's like, you know, I think you should go and you should. 
see if you can talk to other people about book blogging. And I was like, there is no such thing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. So he Googles two seconds and he sees RT. Now, let me just say this. The website for RT wasn't 100%. All we knew was it was in Las Vegas and there were events coming. That was all that the website told us. Oh, my so goodness. He's like, okay. He's like, so there's this convention. It's called RT. I think it stands for Reading Together. <laughs> That's, yeah, total, totally. Totally. Very close. Very close. He's Almost like, there. Right. He's like, you know what? You've been on base. At this point, it's been three years. He's like, I think you need a vacation. You just, you know, he's like, I'm going to take time off from work. He's like, I have leave. I'll take time off for two weeks. And I'm going to send you to Las Vegas. You're going to have fun. And they have a book blogging conference. He said, I already paid for it. He said, just let it, you know, he just go have fun. He said, you can talk to people. He said, it looks really good. He said, you know, he was like, what? He's like, it's a great opportunity. He's like, the, he's like, look at this website. He's like, trashy smart bitches. This is a great. He's like, I want to go. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think your husband is amazing. I know. He, I was like, what good could come from this? And he was like, he's like, hey, I mean, with this domain name, I'm kind of jealous that I didn't think of it. I was like. Okay, fine. So he booked the ticket. He booked the hotel. He got the events. He, you know, every every time someone uh, was announced that they were going to be there, he just would go to my bookcase and see, like, he would go like, see, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. You have to go. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going. So he booked the ticket. I went. And then when I finally got to RT and realized it was not reading together. <laughs> uh, no, no. But it was very much your jam. It was. I told him, I was like, honey, RT does not mean reading together. It is a romantic themed book convention. And he was like, let the swoon continue. <laughs> <laughs> let the swoon continue. He oh was my like, gosh. He just sent me these texts saying, go find your book boyfriend. Tell them how much you love them. <laughs> So it was just so much fun. I had so much fun. It was, I, I have to say like when I came home, he just had this smirk on his face. Like <laughs> I, I told you, he's told like, ya. I told you, I found your people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. How, that This is amazing. Oh man. You should see what he did yesterday. He actually drove me, <laughs> me, the baby and the dog to Grand Forks, which is like three and a half hours to see. Katie McGarry because she had a book signing. He was like, yeah, seriously, look at the Twitter feed. He did it. That's he, adorable. He was like, there's a book signing. You met her in RT. He's like, everyone get in the car. Let's do this. <laughs> like, you got to make it. That is amazing. So he totally loves and supports everything that you read. He gets you the books that the librarian won't let you have. Builds yep. you a library in your house and sets you up with a book blog. Yes. And drives three hours to go meet someone at in the state perimeter that he can. Because he's not allowed to go only like, I think, two hours. Right. Because so he, he might he might be on call. Right. So he like drove, wink, wink, state troopers, please don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> drove just in time for us to do it. But yeah, he's super, super Mr. Supportive. So do you like book blogging? Oh my God, yes, especially because at first I thought like, this is just me, my dog and my mom are going to read this. And then when I wrote, what was it? I read a book, Julie Murphy, uh, Dumplin', Go Big or Go Home. And I think that was the first 
post I made that blew up because I thought my account automatically, I think everything gets hacked. Because I was like, there's a hundred comments coming out of nowhere. I think it's spam. And nope. I was, was like, nope, you've made it. You got this. He's like, look at you. People love what they have to say. I noticed links were being shared. I was like, oh my gosh. It's just a really great feeling, especially being at the time at a remote military base where I would read a book that I think is amazing, but everyone's like, no, it's not. It's not really that great. So it's like being connected to like having the whole book community hug me through my website. It's like, mm, come on, let's hug each other. Let's, let's connect. Let's share all of our bookish loves and trashy books and smut together and not be judged. <laughs> that is adorable. So what are some of the favorite, your favorite books that you've read recently that you could not wait to tell everybody about? Well, I was really trying hard not to give away um, The Rose and the Dagger because I got the great opportunity of snagging that book at the big sale. So when I came home and I showed my husband that, he just looked at me and he was like, oh, don't you dare tell me anything. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, I might not say nothing, but uh, my face will give reactions. <laughs> okay. Like, That's so, amazing. Yeah. So that was definitely one of the books that I was excited for. A lot of YA authors I was excited for. And then um, one of the books that I really wanted to tell were a lot of the indie authors because they didn't have a lot of publication. Like they didn't get a lot of promotion. So I got to meet a lot of indie or hybrid authors that I've never heard of. And I have, oh my gosh, I have like 27 books staring at me that I need to read that I'm just like, I need to talk about these. They need love. They need more fandom. So so it's more fun for you to read knowing that afterward you're going to be able to talk to people about the books that you love because there's no one around you that reads the same things. No, no. It's so hard. I have a hard time explaining to people that my dog name, Alcide from True Blood, is not Alice. That's how remote it is because when I took my dog, because I love Joe Manginello, he doesn't know this, but we are an item. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but oh, goodness. Totally, he's totally, like, he's mine. Um, there's just things that people just don't really want to hear about. If I go outside and say free tractor or let's go hunting or mutton, people are excited. When I say, oh my gosh, you guys, there's a new paranormal romance. They're like, ugh, that's what? Twilight. <laughs> oh man. So you have the internet to help yes. you find the things that you want to read. Yep. Internet, Goodreads. Sometimes my, uh, my best friend Latoya from the outworlds of Ohio, she'll say, CC, you have to, you know, you'll have to do this. She'll be like, cause she calls me CC from like when we were in college. I was, it's just, it's just a name that she constantly sticks. She's like, CC. And I'm like, huh, Leah's much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> she'll send me a list of books that we have to read and have to talk about. So when I got a book blog, she's like, oh good. I can save on stationery and emails. <laughs> And it's a good way for her to make sure that I'm honest to God reading the books she requested. Because let me tell you, that little button that says currently reading has saved my friendship. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, are you reading this? Are and she's far away, right? Oh, yeah. Right now she's in Ohio. And is she military too? So she moves around? Oh, no. She doesn't stay in one spot. She just moves about like... 
she just loves to move. I think I think I told her she just needs to have wheels, like replace her legs with some sort of supersonic <laughs> X-Men wheels so she just goes around. Because now she's thinking about moving to New Orleans just because. Just because. Well, just because. some people have wanderlust. It's really hard to cure them. That, that is what she has. And I think the postman is getting tired. <laughs> so she's just great that way. And my mom, she... Oh my gosh, my mom. I think that too is what I love reading because we used to live in the Bahamas in Eleuthera where it was even worse. There wasn't a McDonald's or a KFC or anything. It was just you, the beach, and family. And she used to have this giant cabinet full of books that no one was allowed to touch. Oh. <laughs> so I get a lot of reading recommendations from my mom, which tends to be in the form of letters sneaked into recipes. Oh. So so it would be like one cup of butter, two tablespoons of sugar. Leah, have you read that book by Outlander yet? I gave it to you three times. Come on. <laughs> stir, you know, stir for three minutes. Uh, you know, she'll just insert it. Like how she thinks is just the way it's written. <laughs> so is she still in the in Eleuthera? No, she's in Seattle right now. She's getting her paper. She's being a citizen. Woo! Wow, that's awesome. So... She's doing that right now and still sending me books in the form of food. She'll send me food packages with books. This is so. a good parent. <laughs> like, yeah. do you look at your child and think, I am going to be this way someday? Get ready. Well, it's kind of funny. My daughter's only one and she already has a library. <laughs> well, of course she does. It's totally normal. <laughs> she has a library. And my mom sent all of my old books from the Bahamas to my daughter Zoe and then I've gotten books and it's kind of funny because she she she's at that stage where she mimics us so mm -hmm. she'll come into the library and she does this thing that I didn't notice until my husband pointed it out but I used to play the piano so I have those little piano fingers that wiggle right before you play and she'll come to the library and she'll sigh and she'll go to the lower shelves and she'll hover her fingers over the books like a piano and wiggle her fingers back and forth and she'll pull a book and she'll go into the room, her room, and she'll sit there and flip the pages. Even though there's no pictures, nothing but words, she sees me do it all the time. And she'll pick up the book and you'll hear her sigh and say, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's adorable. So she she's won twice um, for uh reading for checking out the most books and she'll sit down in the library she gets to check out the book she wants i was gonna say the librarian probably does not give her trouble no she sits there and she reads her book and she'll say oh yes like when she found a book that she feels is to her delight at one she'll say oh yes <laughs> so i think i'm halfway there to be my mom in the book world well, she's, you've already taught her that like books are, are worth anticipating and getting excited about. Oh, yeah. She'll say yay for a book, especially when we go to Barnes & Noble. Like, she already connects. This is Mommy's Happy Time. Because as soon as we pass the threshold for Barnes & Noble, you'll just hear this, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I have to explain. Sorry, we love the smell of books. <laughs> That's who we are. It's a thing. <laughs> that is so adorable. I do have a book recommendation for you. Because you know I love me some. Okay, it's called Rebel of the Sands by Alwyn Hamilton. Oh, already on my TBR. I read the sample and I have the book queued up and it, it is it is so sticky. Like you read the first chapter too and it's like, and you're gone. Oh my gosh, there's like, 
I've seen that cover everywhere and my eyes just kind of go lusty mm. for it. Kind of like when you see that donut and it's the one that you want at the shop and you're hoping yep. by the time I get to that line, nobody better order that. That's Yeah, nobody better touch my donut. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for all these like Middle Eastern slash retelling of the Arabian Nights because Aladdin was my life. <laughs> so you read... Um... The Aladdin retelling. The Forbidden Wish? Yes, thank you. Oh, not only have I read this, I already pre-ordered it. I read it as a sample on NetGallery. Then I ordered it, pre-ordered it. And then I, because I am me, I like went and had the, like the, what was it? The pre-order gift of the map where Jessica Corey, like she signed it. Oh yeah, I have that completely framed because I'm just that nerdy. You know what I loved about that book? I loved that, okay, so the genie was the heroine. She was female, but she was very, very, very chill and very accepting of herself and of her mistakes, and that she was bisexual and it didn't give her any hangups. I love the fact that the how she wrote it was just so calm. I love how it was it's just, it kind of made me feel like I was drinking tea. Like it was just calm. I loved it. And I love the relationship that Aladdin wasn't. Cause when you think of Aladdin, we always kind of have this idea of him being this heroine, like not heroine, but the hero. Yep. So the fact that he wasn't the hero, it was a heroine and he made mistakes and he was a coward. Every time he drank, I wanted to hit him upside the head. That boy cannot hold his liquor. And then he would no. sit down with a bunch of dangerous people and start drinking. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? He had like, he was a coward, but he was carefree at the same time. Like he didn't have any responsibilities. He just didn't care. And I was like, seriously, are you kidding me, sir? Women, dangerous, <laughs> fighting. This is just 101. <laughs> like, oh, I just I just love the way she created the world. Like that jewel, like how she described. I think I read that passage over and over when the genie was talking about the jewel garden. I yes. Just, I was could not, like every time I read it, I kept imagining how beautiful that must be, how wonderful it must be, and how absolutely dangerous it would be if you tripped uh you you would have to end up with a lot of cuts like on the back of your hands or you know like when you reach into a pricker bush to get something from under it and you just got a million little scratches like i feel like being under a bunch of cut gems would would be the same thing because you imagine like when you go to a park you're like oh there's a leaf in your hair oh sorry sir let me just get that ruby yeah sorry hang on <laughs> the thing i loved was that she appears to the queen and she's like, I can give you wishes for whatever you want. And the queen's like, I already have everything. There's nothing oh. I need. And and the one thing she needed was for someone to be her friend. Oh, I loved that. The sisterly love in that Yes. The, I, and call, I call my sisters. I'm like, I love you. They're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, okay, bye. Bye. Just the idea that there was the sisterly love and then there was this very, very subtle hint of romantic love. And God, I love that book. Just the portrayal of the women. Yeah. So and good. There was no weak woman. There was no weak characters. But I love how the women were strong. Because in reality, ten women tend to have more of their stuff together in terms of like, this is what I want to do. This is my focus. This is what I have to do. And I love how the men, to me, were very realistic of... Yeah, I'm not really sure about my next plans, but right now this seems like a good idea. So I just love how smart the women were and how the guys were like, 
yeah, I'm just enjoying this moment. Because that tends to be how guys are, especially in that age that they were in. It's like, they were just enjoying the moment. Oh, this really cute girl wants me to show her where all the dangerous, you know, creatures are in glass bottles. I'm drunk enough to okay with this. Let's do this. Anybody else? Yeah. Anybody else would be like, uh, playa. (laughs) One-on-one sabotage. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you really like? about RT? What were some of your favorite things that you did? And are you going to go back next year? Oh, Hotlanta is already booked. (laughs) Listen, I've already told my husband, you're coming. You have to meet Sarah. She's going to love you. Oh, I've told I can't wait to meet him. Oh my God. I I made the mistake of telling some of the bloggers how I met him and they're like half swoon crazy over him. Yep. (laughs) I, I love, I just have to go back. It was so much fun. It's just, oh my gosh, like I'm already packing my bags mentally. What I love is the fact that, because someone asked me this when we were at the books, the big book sale. They're like, is it worth really spending all that money for like seven days? And I was like, hell yeah, it is worth it because you get to interact with authors and bloggers and readers in a, in a way that it's social. It's fun. You're having panels, contests, and it has like a, a just a room of awe you know you're not always mm-hmm. trying to market and try to be fancy you know you have times where you can meet have parties socialize exchange business cards and ideas and then there's time where for example why a pictionary when i'm yelling at mary e pearson trying to tell her that cannot be harry potter because it looks like a stick figure riding an exploding cigar like <laughs> <laughs> you know you get to just you know kind of like go from that, oh my God, that's a real person to, hey, we're fun. We're having connections. We're, you know, experiencing things. And you have so many opportunities to, like for me, I had social anxiety. Like I had a panic attack a couple of times. I was there because the rooms were so big and I did not make that briefing about how big the, the convention was. But I love that I had opportunities over and over to say, hi, my name's Leah. Your book changed my life. I want to let you know. Hugsies. I just love I think my, like I told my husband, my favorite moment out of everything was, um, I think, I forget what day it was, but at the end of the day, because there's so much walking. Oh my Lord. Oh my gosh. I had, uh, I have a pedometer on my watch and I made my step goal by 11 a.m. every freaking day. Yes. It was so much walking. And then the week after I got back, I got this little summary email and the, and the little, you know, the little withings app was like, Hey, you really exceeded your, your walking goals last week. Keep it up. And I'm like, hell no, I'm tired. (laughs) I had a Fitbit and I had the Fitbit Alta. So it vibrated and gave me this little digital confetti celebration. Yeah. At like 9am. Right. (laughs) And my husband's like, you've beat me. And I'm like, in what capacity? And he's like, you walked over 20,000 steps. And I'm like, oh, that must be why my knee is swollen. Yeah. Because the convention center and the hotel were like a mile apart. It was like, you know, when I took photos at the convention, it claimed that I was at the hotel. Yep. It claimed that it wasn't at the hotel. It said that I was in an airport. That's how off I was. <laughs> through my photos and it's like, I took this at the hotel. Why is it telling me that I was at the airport? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think my most memorable and favorite moment is it was the end of the day. I couldn't stay at RT. I had to go. My legs were my legs were telling me no. I was like the little mermaid, the little wobbly legs, like she has legs. I couldn't I couldn't stand no more. 
I just went into my room and I fell asleep for two hours and I'm I woke up in a panic thinking, oh my God, I miss all these panels. But I had a good sleep though. And sleep is important. Mind. Otherwise you get conference crud. Oh my gosh. Right. So Super I'm sick. In, yeah. So I'm in line and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I have to go home. I'm going to have to, oh my, I had to ship stuff. You know, I'm thinking of all the things that I have to do. And as I'm, you know, looking to see how long the line is, I see this really tall lady. And she's wearing this nice jean jacket and dress. And she has a few people around her. And my mind starts registering who this person can be. And I said it out loud. It was meant to be a mental, hey. But I said it out loud. And I was like, hey, is that? Is that? Julia Murphy. <laughs> and the lady turns back. She's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, is that really her? Like, as if this is a mirage that we're all seeing. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's really her. She's like, she won an award for RT. She, you know, she was at the signing. And I'm like, oh my God, I really want to talk to her, but I just don't want to like pop up on her. Cause you know. Surprise, I have to tell you all these wonderful things. Bah! <laughs> yeah. You, right, you want to avoid that. But I never like, go do it. They're like, they were like, I'll hold your spot, go do it. And I was like, okay. I did some sort of like half running man, half, okay, I got this jitter. And I approached her. And I said, you know what? I am really sorry to bombard you, but I just have to let you know. I read Dumpling and I made a post on an online blog. It, you know, just kind of like my mom, my cat, my husband watched. It blew up. But more importantly, when I read Dumpling, it felt like this was a book that I needed my entire life because no matter how many times I work out, how many times I can run, I told her I can run five miles for cheesecake or five miles for exercise. I will always have thick thighs. I will always have a, you know, fluffy stomach and I'll always have the lopsided boob that everyone ignores. <laughs> you are no different than anyone else. Right. And I said, and my husband's in the military and they are very weight conscious. They have to do a body fat scale. They measure your waist. So, yeah, so weight has always been something in our house. But when my husband read Dumplin' and I read Dumplin', I teared up. I was like, this is a book that I always wanted. It just helped me. I told her, I know it's a YA book and, you know, I may be too old. And she was like, I wrote that book for everybody. I was like, I tried to hold back my tears, but it came out like some sort of Celine Dion ballad. It just came out full force. I told her, I just love the <laughs> Celine Dion ballad. <laughs> I tried. It just came out like, oh, I told her, I just love it. I just love the book. I love what you wrote. I love the message behind it. And it felt like a book throughout my entire childhood of being, you know, short and stubby and solid and thick and active, but still kind of <laughs> dough boy. -y. I told her, I just love it. And this makes my, my whole house, my husband, we all love it. And we just can't thank you enough for being confident and writing it. And Aww. she just, Hug me because I was totally crying on that jean jacket. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> oh, have mercy. Thank God she wasn't wearing nothing fancy because I would have to pay for dry cleaning. I was tearing up on that jacket. My photo of her is me with puffy eyes. It just meant the world to me. And I sent it and, you know, and I'm trying to toughen up, you know, mm -hmm. walk back to this line, you know, wiping off my tears. She tells me, don't cry. You're fine. Thank you. She said, you know, I wrote that book for everyone. It's just not, it's just not for why it's for anyone who's ever. And I was like telling her, thank you. And I try to wipe off my tears and walk back to this line mm -hmm. with confidence. 
it's like, you know, I did the damn thing. Yep. yep. I went to the line. The lady looked at me and she was like, did you cry? <laughs> <laughs> I cried like for a good 15 minutes again. I was like, oh my God, I got to meet her. And then, of course, she remembered me as crying because when I passed her in the hall again, she's like, did you stop crying? Yep. Stop crying. I got it. Did it. So that was something that, because, you know, I never really, because, you know, when you, like I said, remote military base, you're fighting for your books in the library. You're trying to tell people this is a good book. Read it. And then you meet someone who wrote this book and, you know, and you can express, hey, thank you so much. And to have that you know, openness to be like, oh, you're welcome. To me, that was RT. RT is like a big family reunion of you wrote this and I appreciate you or you are a blogger and I appreciate you. Because even when I was at the team party and I was hanging, I was chilling with Katie McGarry, she said it. She's like, I love and appreciate you, blogger. She said, she said, there might be vloggers now, but you guys were the original. You guys were the promoters. You guys were the ones that let people know. This is a good book. Read it. Support it. She said, I appreciate you. She said, I just, and when she said that, I like clutched my heart. Like Aww. I was from Sanford and Son. I was like, oh, that makes the pay for the domain name so worth it. Oh. <laughs> so it's just a giant appreciation. Because like I said, when you live in a remote area and people, you tell people I'm a book blogger, they look at you like. What? Right. Go get a real job. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't live in a remote area and people still look at me that way when I try to explain what it is that I do. <laughs> so it, it's not just the remoteness. It's just the idea that wanting to talk to other people all day about books on a website is still oh. very strange to many people. That's true. But I just, I just love those opportunities to just be like, oh my gosh, Book Blogger Connect, wink, wink. So... <laughs> We should have an assembly sign. It should be like a library car. <laughs> <laughs> have a little group, a, a, a secret society. Yeah. A secret like, society of book bloggers. <laughs> hmm. This can happen. This can work. Like the bat signal. But like, <laughs> oh, it should be like a discount card. Like, totally should. <laughs> oh, we should make this happen. <laughs> oh, yes. So when you went home from RT, was it like an enormous culture shock? And you were just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. When I got home to RT, it was such a different experience. One, nobody laughs. Like, nobody gets my jokes like like Las Vegas did. Nobody <laughs> So when I came out the airport, mind you, we came off a plane of only like five people, mind you. What, you mean there's not a lot of people flying to Minot? Oh, girl, because you know this is the happening spot. I don't know why you, <laughs> you want to go to Calibu when you can go to Minot. Man, when I got... It wasn't even a culture shock. It was a weather change. Because when I got back, it was snow. Oh, God. Las Vegas was super hot. Not going to lie. I wasn't even wearing panties. I was so comfortable. And when I got, <laughs> so when I got to Minnesota and they said that it was 23 degrees, I had called my husband, which was probably 1 o'clock in the morning, telling him, I mailed my clothes. <laughs> I told him, I'm not wearing nothing but like a, like a marble jumper and sweatpants i'm not wearing underwear please go unpack my jacket <laughs> so that was one and then when i got out of the plane and i saw my husband and my daughter i like always wanted to do this and i did it i like raised up my arms and i said hello darling i'm your auntie mame <laughs> oh my God. 
Nobody got it. But my husband, thank the Lord, but nobody got it. Everybody <laughs> looks at me so strange. I was like, really? Nobody knows this movie. Oh, no. So it was just like a big, not only culture shock, but like pop reference. Because even the, like, what was it? Even the uh, security guard, Bill, from RT, when he was like, he saw me crying after Julie Murphy. He was like, what happened? I was like, I had an emotional, like, moment. He was like, on a scale of emotions, how, like, how emotional. And I think I told him, like, the end scene from Imitation of Life emotional. And he was like, dang, that is emotional. And I'm like, oh, my God, he got it. He got the, he got the reference. Oh, yay. And then, of course, I had to explain to my complex, because they're like, what's your job? I'm like, I'm a book blogger. And explaining to them why I had about, like, 30-pound books mailed to the complex because they could they didn't believe it was books and my husband's like oh it's books oh no no question that's books it's books so he took a picture of like the library and oh my poor library is busting from the scenes like my husband told me we're gonna get six new bookcases <gasps> oh he gave me the biggest he gave me the bigger of the two of the bedrooms so i could have more wall space Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> so he like, when we were gone, because we were moving while I was at RT. Oh my was, gosh. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So we were moving. And on top of that, he, um, he moved and he had his supervisors help move. And the move was super simple, except when he got to the 15 book boxes. And, <laughs> and the, they were so sure that this could not be boxes of books. They were like, these are not boxes of books. These are bodies. <laughs> and my husband had to open one of the books and like one of the boxes. And it was like books from corner to corner. And they were like, no way. And I was like, yeah. He's like, that's my wife. And that's kind of like when I met him in college, he was the only guy willing to move my wooden bookcase, which we still have. <laughs> he moved it. So a lot of books, a lot of people trying to understand what I do and then getting excited about books and people being like, yeah, I just want to watch the movie. So you went home with a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I came just on the plane itself. I had 27 books and those were the ones that were autographed. I was not letting anyone touch them, but me. <laughs> and like when I said, okay, on the scale of books and responsibility, I mailed my clothes back to North Dakota so I could have room for my luggage for books. And then <laughs> I like my carry on was a RT bag full of books and I felt like as I walked through the, like, I think TSA, they were so shocked. They were like, what's in the bag? I was like, books. They're like, no, seriously. No, I'm serious. These are books. And they all have my name. So don't try to take nothing. They <laughs> it was just crazy. It, it is amazing to me when you sort of reintroduce the RT culture to other people who are outside that culture, because there's always this moment of sort of wide-eyed, I know you just spoke words and they're supposed to make <laughs> sense, but they don't make sense. And I don't, what? Like there's, they're completely baffled. Yes. I went to a five-day conference that was all about books. My sister came um, with me, like, because I had issues with the hotel. So my sister, like the big sister she is, came from California to Las Vegas because she's like 
if this is what you're passionate about, then I'm going to help you. And she, like a ninja, swiped her credit card. We got a hotel. And she was trying to explain to like our, like my other family members what we were doing. And they're like, they're like, she's at a book blogging conference. And we're, they're like, no, that can't be it. Probably like 10 people. And my sister's like, no, it's crowded. They are real. She's like, there's badges everywhere. She's like, it is legit. <laughs> <laughs> like she was, I noticed, like, I think on Facebook, she made a post to our family and friends. She was like, my little sister is at a book blogging conference and I'm so proud of her, but I am completely terrified to stand in the hall because these people are serious. And my sister would see me coming like in and out of the hotel with bags upon bags upon bags and her eyes would just get wider, wider, wider. She's like, are you allowed to take so many? I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is what they managed to give me. You should see the list of refusal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She was like, this is crazy. So now my mom, she she's like, I want to go to Atlanta. I want to see this. I want to go. And like, because when I explain to people like, you know, book blogging or or uh, RT, they're like, nah, like, you know, like me, no way. That's just not going to happen. But of course, my husband being the optimistic, he's like, I told you. Well, one last question for you. Alrighty. What one book do you wish more people knew about that you could talk about forever? Is it Dumplin' or is it another book that you're totally enjoying right now? Okay, you know what's bad is I have to physically turn around and look at my bookcase. You are not alone in that. No, I, I people, oh wait, hang on, I gotta go get my Kindle or I need to go get my phone or hang on, I gotta go to my books. Like you, you just, your mind goes blank. I totally get it. I wish you could see this because now I'm doing like the little like finger paws of Mm, let's see here. One book, like one book. I know I'm horrible like that. If you want to do two, that's fine too. I'm not oh. going to be that hard. Okay. Hold on. I have to meditate. I have to look at the books and see. Okay. Cause now you made this. Cause now I have to like, now it's a challenge, right? I have to figure out which of my children needs to, <laughs> which of my children. <laughs> that's what my husband calls my books. He calls them like he, he tells, um, we have this joke and because he reads my books too. So we'll make a joke and I'll be like, okay, like, for example, like, I want a truck. I want a, I want a second car. I want a truck. So he calls it Levi's truck from Fangirl. <laughs> so we have these moments where we say we have a friend. Oh, gosh. That only us, that only we know because it's a character in a book. Of course. So, so my mom calls my book passports when I was a kid she calls them passports because you're always going to a different place a different land a different environment it's so true and my husband calls them um friends like he calls them like um like friends he's like well these are your friends he says because whenever you reread a book you're connected with another character another person another friend and he's like those moments those jokes they just keep going over and over it's true and then, like, me, I call these my children because if there's anyone missing, <laughs> if any of these go missing or out of place, then they'll be held to pay in this house. So, Oh, my goodness. So let's see. Okay. One book. I think, man, you're making this hard. I'm so evil. I know. What does okay. your husband, by the way, what does your husband think of, your, of, of the books that you read that he reads too? Does he like them as well? Oh, my gosh. Yes, there is. Um, I didn't show you the photo because you were like a ninja. You were there and then you were gone. I move um, very quickly. Yes. 
Yeah, you're like swift, like the wind. Yeah. It was a long um, way between the hotel and the conference <laughs> center. I needed to haul ass. <laughs> you really did. Um, my husband, like, um, I was telling Rudy this. Um, there's a photo, and I showed it on Twitter uh, when my husband read The Wrath and the Dawn. Well, technically, he was doing the audiobook, and we got to this tantalizing part where the plot changes and the romance is revealed. And he got emotional at it, and you can see him teary eye. And he does this thing where he clutches his pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you mean like he's pretending to wear a pearl necklace, or he's clutching his pearls that are um, betwixt his thighs? No, like he literally clutches his like like southern pearls of his like necklace. Like he does this <laughs> hand thing. He's, he's from Maryland, so technically he is southern, but he's like clutches his pearls literally. And I thought, like, if you're on my Twitter feed, you'll see it. I tagged it to uh, Renee, and I was like, that is my husband's reaction to your book. Like, he gets really emotional, like, just like a girl, like, in a sense. He gets really emotional. He gets very headstrong. He'll get really mad. Like, why did you follow her into the dark abyss? <laughs> so, all right. I think I picked one. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this actually doesn't come out until September. Is that okay? Because I read Yeah, it. it's okay. We'll, we'll, right. we'll be all right. I totally, <laughs> every time I walked through the convention, I kept smiling, like Zoraida kept smiling at me and like she would recognize me, remember me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like a stalker. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying hi to her to the point of like no return. So um, she was also in the, what was it? New adult. Right. Yeah, diversity. And I got to talk to her and she was like my soul sister. I loved her. And I eventually at the team party, I actually got a book in my bag. And I was like, oh, thank God. Now I'm not really stalking her. I have a legit reason. <laughs> I have a legit reason now. But she has this wonderful book and it's called Labyrinth Lost. And I love it. And I'm kind of heartbroken that I read it too fast because it doesn't come out till September. And I'm like, Ooh, the world needs us in their life. <laughs> so definitely Lost Labyrinth by Zoraida Cordozel. C-O-R-D-O-V-A. I'm sure I butchered that name. But definitely this book I would love for people to really get on. Because YA needs diversity and I'm glad it's getting diversity. So now we definitely need to take that change into... Uh, new adults and everywhere. So definitely love her panel, love her book. And I love just talking there. So when I got a chance to actually get a book in my hand and read it, I was like, ooh, jazz fingers. And then the second book. Oh my gosh. I just pulled up the cover of Lab Labyrinth Lost. Yes. This cover is amazing. Isn't it? Holy it's smoke. This cover is beautiful. Oh, you should feel it. When you, the paperback, it, like the one that I have, it has like a velvet texture to mm. it. Can oh you feel, so just, mm, just love it. It's, and it's gorgeous. Like in every chapter, like every part of the physical, it has a design and like the flower design to it. Listen, it's a one sexy book. Let me just say that. So it, this, you liked this book and you recommend it. I recommend it. And definitely I'm not, just recommending it but when if you get it it's one of those books that i would recommend getting in paperback and hardcover because there's going to be a chance where you're going to end up giving this book to someone else you know what i mean like 
have copies to give out because it's one of those where you're going to let a friend borrow it and you'll never see it again. <laughs> it's like the book lover's version of buy one, get one, buy one to keep for yourself, <laughs> get one because you know it'll go out your door. <laughs> exactly. And then I guess another book, oh my gosh, my bookcase is just haunting. Um, I guess one book, I think it is popular, but I know in the library, my little library, it wasn't popular. And I think it was, have you seen The Ember and the Ash? Have you seen that book? The Ember and the Ash? Yes. So I got to go pick it up now. It's on the top shelf. The Ember and the Ash, it's, to me, okay, it's classified as YA, but it's clearly more than just that. It has more, like, if you love The Wrath and the Dawn and The Rose and the Dagger for its romance, then the ember and the ashes is oh ember in the okay i was looking at like a whole page of books <laughs> with the word ember and ash in the title and i was like there's like nine ten twelve books here so this is an ember in the ashes by sabata here yes so if you love the romance especially since you and i fangirl just a minute ago the um the rebel this one is definitely more like rome gladiator action pack like I love romance, like serious, like my, I have a knuckle tattoo and it says romantic, which nobody could see because my hands were flying everywhere, but I am a super romantic person. So I love romance. But when I got this book and I saw the romance, the action, the tension, the plot twist, it's kind of like watching an HBO, like Caesar mentally, cause you're reading it and you're like, Ooh, ha. Or as my husband would say, clutch my pearls. <laughs> clutch my pearls. <laughs> I can't wait for you to meet him. His mannerisms are just something to behold. Like, he was raised by his grandma, and I was like, you really picked up the Southern, you know, black lady habits. He's like, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I knew. But no, definitely, I just really love this book. And it's, I don't think it gets, to me, not it's a, it does get a lot of attention, but I feel like it should be recognized for how action-packed it is. And not just the fact that she created this world where it's kind of like Rome and the gladiators, but also it has like Middle Eastern twists with like gins and genies and oh my gosh, and tribal. And, ooh, it's just exciting. And it, the world is so detailed. Like it took me, first time I read it, second time, I listened to it on audiobook just because I wanted to hear it told to me. And the third time, I was like, yeah, I really need that book to come out now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you like, um, what was it? The Forbidden The Forbidden, the forbidden Wish. Wish? Yes, it's definitely right up there. I'm so happy to have all these different, you know, themed books with the like, the Middle Eastern culture because it's it's just so nice to see it finally coming into play and it's showing the variety of it. Cause like I was telling my friend, you really don't know how many things come out of Arabian nights, you know, the thousand one Arabian nights until mm -hmm. you attempt to read it. And how <laughs> many stories there are that are, that begin there. Yes. I'm just saying, I, if it were me, I'd have been dead, like maybe in like two weeks, <laughs> but she did it for a year. So, Oh I'm, my goodness. Yeah. So definitely feel like that should get some, more attention for how action-packed it is, not just the fact that how it um, has Middle Eastern mythology in it, but also for the action sword play. I'm telling you, it. I told the librarian who didn't believe me, I was like, this book really should be 
advertise, especially for boys. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they're like, for my nephew, he's like, I don't want to read. They're all kind of girly. And I'm like, no, seriously, people die. There's blood. There's gore. You're going to love it. And trails <laughs> everywhere. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yes. Betrayal. It's so Julius Caesar. There's betrayals and murders and <laughs> mysteries and people with strange masks that I'm not quite sure what's that about, but they're there. Of course. And, of course. So I'm really excited for this. And my husband read it and he was just like, oh my. <laughs> ah! Well, have you let him read Labyrinth, let him read, let him read Labyrinth Lost? Has he read that one? Because I keep staring at this cover like, oh my God. He has a TBR pile right now. Oh, he, he's one of us, isn't he? That's what he said last night. Oh my gosh. Like, no joke. Last night, his phone restarted by mistake and he lost his place. Out of everything on his phone, he could be freaked out about. He lost his place on, I think it was like Audible. And he was like, he looked at me in a panic and I'm thinking, oh my God, he has to leave. He has, you know, he has work or something. He's like, the phone restarted and I don't know what chapter I was on. And I was like, really? That's what you're panicking about? He's like, yes, that's important. <laughs> he's like, what happened if I go back too far? And he's like, what happened if I go back too far and I rehear things and I realize it's nothing new or I go too far ahead and I do a plot reveal and I'm looking at him in this panic attack and I'm thinking, he's one of us now. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like yes. this. He's like, yeah, I'm one of you now. And that is all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I was laughing even while editing this episode. So I, I hope you enjoyed it too. I want to thank Leah for being a guest. I have links to her blog and I also have pictures of her husband, which you're not going to want to miss, on the website at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. This episode was brought to you by Love Swept, publishers of Sugar Daddy by bestselling author Sawyer Bennett. Vengeance is sweet, but seduction is to die for. Sela Halstead has spent years trying to forget a terrible night, even while wondering about the identities of the monsters who hurt her, until a telltale tattoo flashes across her TV screen. The ink belongs to Jonathan Townsend, the millionaire founder of The Sugar Bowl, a website that matches rich older men with impressionable young women. Obsessed with revenge, Sela infiltrates Townsend's world, only to come face-to-face with a tantalizing complication, Beckett North, his charismatic business partner. Beck is the tech mastermind behind the Sugar Bowl, and he always gets what he wants. He opens up to Sela in ways he never has before, but he gets the feeling that she's hiding something. In a world of pleasure and power, the shocking truth could turn them against each other or bind them forever. You can find Sugar Daddy by Sawyer Bennett wherever ebooks are sold. The transcript for this episode is being brought to you by Everything Under the Heavens, Book One of Silk and Song by Dana Stabenow. Joanna flees her homicidal stepmother in Kalmbalak, the storied city of Kublai Khan, and sets out on the Silk Road with companions Joffrey and Shasha in search of her fabled grandfather, Marco Polo. This book is free on Amazon, Kobo, iTunes, and 99 cents on Barnes & Noble, and I will have links to both books as well as all of the books that we discussed. And now I have to give some compliments. This is going to be so fun. One of the rewards for being a patron of the podcast at patreon.com slash smartbitches is that you will get a compliment from me at the end of the episode. So today we have five patrons who need a compliment. Here we go. 
Jana McGregor, you are incredibly talented at what you do. Keep doing it. For Katie, your happiness is contagious in the best way. For Kristen, your opinions are trusted by many, many people who rely on you for your honesty. Chinami, and I hope I said your name right, you have lovely taste and make people feel welcome wherever you are. And Liz B, your favorite recipe is delicious and you should make it more often. I have more compliments in future episodes. And if you'd like to find out what is going on and what this is about, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. If you would like to contribute to help us make the show completely transcribed and to upgrade some of the equipment and do other awesome things, you can pledge as little as $1 a month and help me make the show even better. And if you can't, that is totally cool. The fact that you are listening is an enormous, enormous compliment. So thank you for that. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is a track called Dragons. And you probably know why I like it, because I love all things dragons. This is by a band called Caravan Palace, and I will have links to this song and their album in the show notes for this episode. But in the meantime, on behalf of Leah, everyone here, and myself, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. <laughs>